Newcastle come streaming forward now in surely what will be their last attack. A good ball by Dixon, finding Smith. But Thomas charging through the midfield. Thomas, it's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. Hello, you're listening to the Steve Ball Collective, an Arsenal podcast. It's the Arsenal podcast, which goes by the, um, well, uh, well, I should say, the title that I've just received on my new membership pack. We're all one big family, all moving in the right direction. What a bunch of fucking crocking shit. Anyway, I've got some people with me this evening who I shall introduce as following. It's a great good evening once again to the man who has upset quite a few gunnerettes today on their dress sense, their <laughs> photographs, and basically how they call themselves on Twitter. Good evening to Funky Chris. Standard, Chris just another day in the life. Just another day in the life. <laughs> Insulting all the Guna girls on Twitter. Yes, well done. You've upset a few people. I've got a special guest to come on later to talk to you, by the way. Oh, God. Oh, God. Who? Um, I'm keeping it quiet for the moment, but you'll have a special guest later on uh, uh, during the podcast. Secondly, oh, God. Secondly, uh, uh, this evening, a very big hello and welcome to the person who now calls himself the self-styled podfather of podcasts. He only appears on one. He never listens to any. He has speakers all over his house. Good evening to Warwick AFC. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Thank you for that entirely unprompted introduction. Absolutely. I hope you were pleased with that. <laughs> Thank you. And finally joining us this evening, um, it's a gentleman I haven't spoken to before, so he's probably lucky, um, but apparently he is a, a, a podcaster, secondly, a, a radio broadcaster, he is also a producer, he is also at university, and he also has a terrible photograph on his Skype. It's a very good evening to Tom Clark. Good evening to you, sir. How are you? Good evening. I would like to just make, make a point that, that that photograph on my Skype, it was a very windy day. So don't blame me for the state of my face. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> it will stay that way. I promise. It's not my fault. Are you sure? Are you sure, Tom, the wind didn't change and that's where you've stayed ever since? <laughs> well, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't like to talk about it. It was a, it was a horrible day. <laughs> well, at least you're wearing a decent jacket because it's got an Arsenal badge on. I, I, I can't wear any other jackets. It's not, it's not possible for me to do so. I haven't got any jackets without Arsenal on them, I don't think. That's a good it's question. Just a shame. It's just a shame the cannon's facing the wrong direction, but hey, we can't have everything. Right, moving on. Steve, you mentioned it when you introduced Chris, but I, I'm kind of thinking that um, it would be quite nice for Chris to explain the, uh, the <coughs> Gooneret tweet that got him in so much trouble. I saw this. I thought it was hilarious. I tell you what, I, I saw it as well. And I have to say, uh, you know, it was spot on. It, it was spot on. Absolutely. You think you know? so? I think so. Yeah. One of them was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Two, two of them were quite nice, actually. To be fair. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, goes to all the games and is pretty much a man with a vagina type. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's nothing against you know that's not I'm not saying you you look no. like a man. I'm saying like you know sometimes you speak to Guna birds, and it's almost sometimes if you close your eyes, it's like you're you're chatting <clears throat> with a man. Do you know what I mean? So that's not such a bad thing. And obviously then there's the other one which is the intelligence. And it's not vaginas either. Yeah. This is an Arsenal podcast, not it's what I get up to at the weekend. It's, 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 it's on drugs. 
Um, if you're just doing all this kind of like... What about the ones who call, who, who call themselves like Mrs. Drew? Or, yeah, um, oh, yeah, Drew. Mrs. <laughs> hell. So, that might have been the one that got you some stick. Well, no, I didn't get any stick. I've, I've had one woman say that she didn't agree with it and that she was from fucking Jacksonville at the States. And right, so, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know what? It's gotten to the point now. I think everyone knows what I'm like. If you don't like it, don't follow me. Um, and I don't put it out there to be controversial. I'm just putting my opinion out there, and that's what that's what Twitter's there for, is it not? Uh, I think so. Clarky, what did you what did you think of the list? I thought it was pretty much spot on. I'll be completely honest. I've come across a number of um, ladies on Twitter who, who, who support Arsenal, and I honestly have never met one of them who does not fit into that you know into the, any of those criteria it was spot on it was like it was commissioned you know by the government to find a genuine sort of cross-section of the guna <laughs> population on twitter it was perfect okay uh this is just an uh, informal announcement from the steeple collective uh management the views of the members of this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the podcast owners and uh, we are not liable for any kind of legal uh content whatsoever <laughs> Oh, uh, actually, Steve, you can do a shout-out because we've got a new name now, haven't we? Yes. Oh, what, the, the, um, the Arsenal Lock-In? Yes. Yes, welcome to the Arsenal Lock-In. The Steve Ball Collective will continue to go on because while we'll be doing stuff on the run. But yes, we have a new name, the Arsenal Lock-In, and that's at the 86ers, isn't it, mate? Or have you it, changed yeah, the, for, not, the artist formerly known as uh, the 86ers. So it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's under at Arsenal Lock-In uh, if you want to follow us on, um, on Twitter. And while we're finishing on Twitter, I would just like to thank um, a couple of people who've made my life hysterical over the last couple of days. Uh, and that is Enfield Spurs, Yid Army, and at underscore Enfield Spurs. As far as I'm going on that. So, sorry, Tom, you, <laughs> you're new to all this. And we've already gone off on one uh, left right. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love going off on one. Enfield Spurs <laughs> is the greatest Twitter account. Is it a parody? I don't really want it to parody That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a parody because there's no way anyone could be that Because there's that one that there was all about last season that had the different names based on who was their best player at the time. With the you know the one that's called that was called Bale Essex at one point. Oh god! I mean that's quite clearly a parody. That is 100% obviously. No, no, no. He was actually that thick. (laughs) I thought it was a parody. No, it wasn't a parody. He was that thick. Okay. Well, I just had to redefine my levels of stupidity. No, on I, I, no I, I saw I saw a tweet from him saying, why isn't Bale playing for England? And I thought, this is a parody account. Then I sort of whizzed through his timeline, and he, he is actually that thick. No. Yeah, yeah, honestly, he's that thick. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's, yeah. not, that's not just saying the, the common man is, is just thick. You know, Joey Barton said the same about Aaron Ramsey, didn't he? <clears throat> Well, yeah, yeah it's just a joke because I, I, I mean, I'm going to let something out of the bag, which I've kept to myself for some time now. But I've met Joey Barton several times. Get off my podcast! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Joey is not, is not a stupid person at oh, all. Oh, come on, please. No, he's not. He's fucking not. He's not. But that's his sense of humour. He's a fisher, man. He likes fishing for stuff. That's what that was. Really? But I can't speak for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm actually going to try and bring in a guest now. Oh, uh, on the back of what um, Chris... I hope it's not a yid, because I'm fucking... I'm walking, if it is. Hang on a minute. I'll see if she's, she is here, and I'll bring her in. Oh, dear. I hope this it's is, like that American girl from Jacksonville. This is, fu- <laughs> this is like... <laughs> this is your life, for fuck's sake. 
Okay, just give, just give me two secs. I want to try and bring her on. It's like it's like it's like doing it. I hope she's not going to come on here and try and have a go at me. Oh, I just hate Twitter. To be honest, I, 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 it's got to the point where I genuinely hate the majority of people on Twitter. That's the trouble. Big what time. The... <laughs> it's going on. Domestic, mate. Domestic. Where's that coming from? I don't know. It's not me. Not me. It's not me. My kids, my, my kids are all right and everyone's out. So make sure you edit this. I just keep that in. I love it. Who was that? Is that? Is that? It's not my. Is it Clarky? Clarky. I have no idea what's going on. Did you not hear a d -d 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 what's going on in there? Yeah, that's the, that's the trouble. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> you know, he said I've got a special guest who's a woman. Maybe she's locked him out or locked him in a cupboard. Or maybe yeah. he's got lo her locked in the cupboard. He's, she's a gimp. She's a <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> Let me out now. What that is, that would, would be the greatest special guest in the history of podcasting. He actually keeps her in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> That is brilliant. Oh. I mean, Maybe she's escaped. Maybe she's hitting her on the head. Chris, if you're recording this, yeah? I'm recording it, yeah. Just keep this bit in. <laughs> <laughs> no, because... I've got a special guest and I'm going to let her out. Oh, no, she's escaped. She's escaped. He's probably chasing What's her up the garden. <laughs> I want to know who's knocking at the door. What are you doing? Has anyone seen this picture of um, Sam Allardyce fucking Miley Cyrus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would be my. That would be my expression. Do you see the news today that apparently um, Keane wants to sue Ferguson over the book? See, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, apparently, yeah, he's not not happy with what's been said. Apparently, he said he wants to take it further now. No, what an idiot! <laughs> Hello. Good evening, Amanda. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Amanda. Welcome to the Steve Ball Collective podcast. We are now recording. Who um, let Papa Windsor in? <laughs> uh, Amanda, do you have something to say about um, Chris's tweets earlier on? Oh, no. I can't criticise. I thought they were the funniest tweets I've seen. Well, thank you. Thank you. Because there, uh, there was a few meltdowns with some people that had uh, humour lobotomies. were like, oh, that's really uh, sexist. And, oh, come on. Yeah, but Chris, Chris, I swear to you, people either love you or absolutely despise you. you I, know I, that, I wouldn't don't have you? it any other way, Amanda. I wouldn't I have it any I, other I'm, way. I'm ambivalent towards him. <laughs> so there's That's a, a third big word category. for you. <clears throat> so let's get let's get back on track, guys. So uh, Amanda was quite happy with um, Chris's tweets. Don't worry, I'll cut over all the other stuff. Tom, you're a newbie to. Um, I am. Well, you're not new to podcast because you're a radio broadcaster and podcaster, but you're new to this side. How do you feel about um, some of the Guna girls on uh, on Twitter then, mate? You, well, as you I remember said, who's now online? I, as I said, well, I think I think Chris was 100% right with his tweets. It wasn't yeah. even it wasn't even a case of it being fun, which it was, by the way. It was hilarious. I was pissed myself. But it was more about the fact it was 100% <laughs> right. It was just like, spot on. I couldn't agree more. I, I think, although what Warren said was right, is that, that, that for every sort of one arsehole uh, Twitter um, Arsenal lady fan, that's the sentence in a completely wrong order, but never mind. For every one lady Arsenal fan on Twitter, there are about four twat blokes 
who support Arsenal on Twitter. So I can't, I can't, you know, criticise the ladies too much because there are more cunts that are men. That's <laughs> insight long. I think it's just. I think the problem. I think the problem we have is that Twitter is just. There's no intelligence test to get on Twitter. There should be an IQ test at the start, and if you fail, you're not allowed on because there are too. There are too many people with an IQ lower than about three that I just can't listen to. Liverpool and, fans. And, well, that's Liverpool the problem. Fans. Yeah, Liverpool fans mostly. But like, it's not even the fact. Like, if if you don't like them, don't follow them. Sure, I don't follow them. But then there are other assholes that retweet them constantly, and then they get up on the timeline anyway. And I just want to punch my phone. <laughs> well, okay, I, was, I don't know you, Tom, do I? No, you don't. No, I, I'm. I, no, 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 nobody does, to be honest. Nobody knows me, so don't feel too bad about it. I don't. <laughs> Tom, this 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 is Amanda. She's known as. She's known as Guna Girl 1969. She's also a member of the Guna Girls podcast. Right, okay. That's uh, Now that we've been formally introduced, I'll follow you on Twitter. After oh, just okay. slagging off Twitter for the last two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I just think that you don't need an IQ and you can do all that. But at the end of the day, just block them. I don't care. That's true, yeah. I don't want to. That's a good point, actually. I should probably do that some more. Yeah, well, listen, been... Chris gets blocked every single day. I won't worry. <laughs> just, just, let me just say, plural. Uh, not blocked. blocked, blocked like many times. Well, I must admit, I'm followed by some um, top top um, Guna girls, and I must admit, if if you're <laughs> listening, Laura, over in New York, uh, I'll be in touch soon for the next podcast. There's one person I'd never want to see in my time. I'm never again. Some of you might agree, some of you might not, but I have to, I'd have to say just one name that makes me feel quite violently ill: Piers Morgan. I won't tell you more. Jack on. Star. <laughs> Jack Star. <laughs> <laughs> Or Amanda had, a, a, had an arm wrestle with him. Who's that? Amanda had an arm wrestle with uh, Piers Morgan on uh, on her podcast. Yeah, and and pretty much I would say flawed him. But um, there we go. Oh, do you know what? Look, we we decided to take him on our podcast. It was controversial. Before we went on air, we had a long chat with him, and after I can't criticise him. We had a great chat. You know, I thought he was going to be harder than Adrian Durham. Durham was harder, <laughs> to be honest. Piers was much more respectful than Adrian Durham ever was going to be. Um, I tried to floor Durham more than I tried to floor Morgan. But was, was, Durham, was Durham a cunt? <laughs> Steve, do you know what? Would I ever use that word? Yes, you have no. used it once. You Did I? It. He was just, he was just <gasps> telling us that you swear like a fucking fucker. <laughs> 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 we don't swear on our podcast because we're not um, classed no, as explicit. Sworn on mine. <laughs> I, we swear, but it's edited out. You know, we just have to do that for our sort of listeners. It's different, isn't it? But uh, we're, the, we're, we're a pub chat, so that's that's why. Yeah, speaking. I know, and I I could deal with pub chat, but um, I wouldn't call him that. I like him, and actually, his tweet today actually made me laugh a lot. Piers Morgan, he was talking about Bentner. And it was just very, very funny. But listen, I understand why he's absolutely despised. I get that. He explained why. So it's it's up to everyone to make their own decisions. I'm not. Listen, if everyone, if you followed everybody else, no one would talk to Chris, would they? So I, I do. I just choose to talk to whoever I want to talk to. I like how I'm the example for everything bad. <laughs> well, you're sort of on that lead, Chris, aren't you? I am. I yeah. see so many people going at you. It just makes me laugh. That's it. No, no. You right, know okay, what? At the end of the day, no. Look at looking at the the, the Piers Morgan. It was a lot of people were chatting about it, and and there's a lot of people that weren't happy about him going into an Arsenal podcast. My this was my take on it that um, I don't mind Piers Morgan 
Yeah, I think I watch his TV programs, uh, his CNN um, stuff a lot, and I find him and his, his guests very interesting. I also understand that there's a lot of people out there that are a bit insulted with what he did with uh, the the Champions League final uh, riot out in Copenhagen. And, a bit. But, yeah, no, no, of course, yeah, but, but, but hear me out, hear me out. Like he explained on, on the Guna Girls podcast that it wasn't purely him. He put his... He put his point across in there, um, but he was right. You know, AFC, Arsenal Football Club, created their own uh, investigation and it was purely on them, not not because they read the Daily Mirror, it was purely on them that they banned. But everyone just sort of jumps on the Pierce yeah, Morgan thing, you know? That's right. and, and, and yeah, okay, he's a complete twat. But I, I think that person, I know Steve's going to jump in at any minute here, but I, I, I just think that, you know, Everyone sort of dumped it on him because it's easy to do. But the people won't, people won't, you know, what? point at Arsenal Football Club and say, "Well, you were the guys that banned them." It's, at the end of the day, it was them that did why it. We it talk, why, why are we talking about Piers Morgan? But I'm just saying, it's, 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 it's a lot of people do. That. People, people say, oh, "I hate Piers Morgan," but everyone no, ends up talking about him, no. don't they? Right. <laughs> my, my my opinion has been on several podcasts. I'm not going to go any further. So let's <laughs> move on. Let's move on to, well. Palace, I think. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, which was last weekend, um, was going to be uh, one of uh, supposedly our easiest games. Tom, as you're uh, a brand new newbie with us, um, and Amanda isn't, she's been with us before. So, Tom, you can take first punt at this. What was your feelings on the uh, Palace game, mate? It was a bit shit, wasn't it, really? Um, I can't really sum it up better than that. Obviously, we got the result we wanted and needed, but... Uh, you know, it wasn't great in the final third. I'm still, I, I just maybe I'm the only one left, but I'm still not convinced on Giroud. I just, ah, uh, there's just he just doesn't like look like a top class striker to me. And although he scored a fair few goals this season, you can't fault for that. Um, on Saturday uh, was the first time in a while I've genuinely looked at him again and just thought, mm, I would if we could go out and get Lewandowski or Suarez for 40 million quid. Or even fifty million quid, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too upset about losing Giroud to the reserves. To be completely honest, maybe that's just me. But um, but yeah, I think we did. We did all right. We got the result we need, and, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters, isn't it? Really. So uh, I can't complain too much. Yeah, top of the league, two points. Can't complain to that. Uh, Warwick, where did you feel yeah, about that? I can still. Um, yeah, I think uh, to me that game against Palace was uh, was one of those games where. Um, they just got rid of their manager, which seems to happen a lot to us, doesn't it? We end up playing these teams maybe after they've got rid of their manager. It always makes it a little bit different because so much of football is psychological, isn't it, and mental. Um, and so I always thought that was going to be, I think it was going to be, people go, oh, 5-0, 6-0, you just don't know. Um, for me, that was a classic get and get out, particularly when very early on it was apparent, it looked fairly apparent that we weren't going to exactly be having a great game as a team so to me it was just a out with three points and you know fuck off out of there sort of deal um, yeah you know I agree with Bucky and Giroud the thing with Giroud is and I've been complimentary of him and I think he's had some recently I think he's had some you know, there were some games uh, I thought he was very good against Dortmund in Champions League but um, the thing with Giroud is um, yeah, he'll work hard for you and I think he is playing well but uh, the consistency isn't there for me. Um, and he does miss chances. 
uh, I think isn't there isn't there a stat going around? Fucking stat, no. But isn't there a stat going around that if he um, all of his finishes, the first touch finishes, and for me, he's one of those classic strikers when it comes to finishing. Where if he's just got to like stick out a leg and all that or a head, you know, then um, he's good in those positions. But I'll tell you what, one on one with a keeper, if he's got to think about it, not a chance, mate. Um, and I think so. He kind of lacks that clinical element. He's the classic example of a centre forward for me who, if you are looking to be a top, top side winning the big trophies, he'd be like a first change off the bench. Or possibly if you were playing, if you were a team that played two up front, which we never will do under Wenger, um, if you were playing two up front, you'd have sort of him and, you know, you know who else? Someone like him and the Suarez, you know, great. But um, women in right, you know, his day and all that. But um, so I, I'm very much the same. And some people, you can pick, pick, you can look at stats a little bit too much, can't you? But when you've been watching football a very long time, you kind of look at a player and let's get he's 27, isn't he, Giroud? So he's not a kid. It's not like he's going to really get better. Um, you can look at a player and you kind of can say how good he is or what kind of quality he's in. For me this season, I would say he's been. Uh, very good in several of the games that we've had. Um, another thing that I thought, God, he was impressive tonight, or this afternoon. But um, put it this way, Liverpool game coming up, do I think he's going to do it in that game? I don't think he will. And I guess okay. that's what we're talking about. OK. Um, Chris, I'll ask, um, throw the question over to you, unless Warwick wants to jump in and answer for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> on the flip side, yeah. it, it was a dirty victory, and we don't see many of dirty victories um, from Arsenal, do we? So, uh, you know what, I, I listen to myself on podcasts and I come across so negative, so I'm going to try and be positive on this game, um, that we didn't concede, which is exactly what I wanted. Um, it did look bleak, because it was one of those, right, we've got uh, an uh, a temporary manager in charge who's just going to get all those um, football players behind the ball. I think it was two banks of four. We're going to close them down. You know, we're going to kick them and, you know, we're going to catch them on the break. Um, so we've seen Arsenal come up against these sort of teams before and come up with nothing but a draw or, or, or a loss. So on the flip side, I was quite happy, A, that we didn't concede and B, although it did flatter us with a 2-0 victory, I was happy to see that we, we got a dirty victory out of, out of Palace, away from home, um, because we really needed it, obviously, after that, um, that Bayern Munich um, disaster. Sorry, um, Borussia Dortmund disaster. So, yeah, on the flip side, I, you know, I can pick it. I can pick it out and say, that was crap and that was crap and that was crap. We got a 2-0 victory out of it and uh, fair play. Okay, um, two points, two points clear at the end of it. How did you feel about the game, Amanda? I sort of disagree with all of you, but I knew this was going to happen. I was there, um, and what I do is for my podcast, whoever gets first goal scorer and the correct score wins a little shout out, right? So I knew it was going to be a dodgy game, and everyone that tweeted me said four, five, six nil. I said you're all insane. First of all, as Warwick said, we always play these bloody teams that sack a manager. Um, it didn't make much difference. And second of all, we've just been beaten by Dortmund and we weren't very good against Dortmund. But when we were in the crowd and stuff, I mean, look, I just knew it was going to be one of those games. And you're right, we would have got a draw. We would, probably would have lost last season or the season before. 
I rate Giroud very highly as well, and I think next season will be his season. I think he's doing fine now. He works oh, tirelessly. No, no, no. He, Next hey, season, shush. He won't. Shush. Yeah. He will, shut up. Dude, I, he, you know, there's nothing I hate more than Manana Manana. Yeah, well, you know what? Apart. He was he's, thrown in because he wasn't expected to play. Shush. He's my bit. Oh, you're lucky you're not on my podcast. <laughs> Steve, you need to control him. It's my podcast. Warwick, it's your Warwick, podcast, and I'm the guest. Right. <laughs> Let the guest speak. Let the guest speak. I don't even know what I was going to say. Yeah, Giroud. Okay, he works tirelessly off the ball. And I rate him. I can't say any more. Listen, he's not Suarez. And I agree with Tom. If we had 50 million, I'd buy him in January. I don't like him. I think he is a disgrace to football, but what a player he is. And we're going to see this on Saturday night. This is going to come to haunt us on Saturday, I'm afraid. But I rate him. I think it was... Um, we. I don't even reckon we turned up in the first half. But one of the things that I did want to point out was where I was... When we say sitting, we weren't sitting, we were standing the whole time. I was talking to some guys in front of me and saying how desperate we miss Theo. They were arguing with me, saying we don't miss Theo, we don't miss the width. Do I watch a different game to everybody else? No, we do. We miss him badly. Yeah, we yeah. miss him beyond badly. I mean, I mean, you should have seen... I, obviously, you get to see what the cameras show you, but I can't tell how many times I was, here, I was having a go because no-one was in front of it, no-one was making the run. It was so... Oh, static. We were screaming for movement. Yeah, second half we were better. Obviously distraught about Flamini. I mean, it's just beyond important. But, um, yeah, just listen. I agree. Get in, get out. Do the victory. It was one of those games. I went with a Palace fan who um, said to me that was their best uh, best game they've had. I said it always happens against us anyway. Um Listen, what's there to talk about? We weren't very good. We haven't been very good, have we? Really? I didn't think we played well against Norwich. I think we scored four spectacular goals, but we weren't very good. I agree with that, uh, Amanda. And I have to, admit, to be honest, uh, though, no one's been very good, have they? Well, no, that's true, Warwick. That's true. So that'll move us on quite nicely then. We're, we're yeah. going on, on, on to um, the Chelsea uh, game uh, the other night. All I've got to say on the back of the Crystal Palace one myself is that Drew missed an absolute sitter. Uh, and we just looked like we were going back to being our um, horrible ways back a season, two seasons ago. But that's as far as I'm going to go on that. Yeah, but one sec, one sec Steve, because that's because Arteta slows the game down. And every minute it's side to side to side to I side. Agree, I agree, wholeheartedly agree with that. Unbelievably. You know, and I don't know how people can't see it. I mean, I love Arteta as a player, unfortunately. But he's playing in the wrong position. And I have to say that when Jack came on... Oh, he was, he was magnificent when Jack came on. But, you know, and I had this debate with Chris today. On our podcast in August when we signed Flamini, we were over the moon. Everyone was criticising it. What, he's only signed Flamini? What's he come back? We were like, oh, my God, this is what we've been missing. Well, I must admit, I, I have to hold up my hands up. I actually said, yeah, we shouldn't have signed him. And I do apologise. He has made, made an actual difference. Warwick? Steve. <laughs> I don't think you should apologise because <laughs> I'm fucking telling you. Certainly on Twitter, there was about me and two people that were over the moon about Flamini coming back. Every fucking one else <laughs> was bitch about it. So if you have to apologise, Steve, then about fucking half a million gooners on Twitter need to apologise. I'm one of the. Yeah. I'm one of the ones that have to apologise. I apologise. You apologise, Clarky. <laughs> Wholeheartedly for my <laughs> short-sightedness in the signing of Matthew Flamini. 
There you go. I think I think the reason he, he was criticised is because he was the only one that was signed at that time. I don't we hadn't. Was, I totally agree. I don't think it was his fault. I think it was at that time we had only signed Sonogo, and it was another free transfer, and it didn't yeah. look like we were signing anyone. I don't think it was his fault at all. I think everyone knew he was a top player, but I just think everyone was a little bit worried about the. Fact mm, that I don't know about that, Tom. I think people are a bit short-sighted. I think they jump very quickly. No, it's, 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 it's past history as well, Amanda. Doesn't help. And when you you saw what happened, well, you know what happened before when he uh, when he left the first time. So you know that uh, a lot of Arsenal fans um, tend to bear grudges. Steve, he wasn't offered a contract till very no, late. Yeah, so well, I yeah. don't blame him one bit, and I'm thrilled he's back, and we should be over the moon. To be honest, he he oh, sets he sets the intensity <laughs> level on performances, and if he's not there, the intensity what? levels go straight back to where. They have been disappointingly proper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry yeah. if he, if he can take out a Spurs player and then um, sort of like you know fist pump and everything else, and then threaten to, to blind somebody if they take. I'm quite happy with that. I'm more than but happy. Can, with can that. we just because this is I guess of an ongoing importance, but um, with Matthew being injured, um, and we've said this before, and I know this was Chris made. Is it, is that, oh, can I just break in, Warwick? Is, yeah. is there any update on how long? Is it two weeks or three weeks? No one knows. No one's saying. It's three weeks, isn't it? But then that See, usually means about four years, months. In Arsenal years, that so, could be four months. Two. I was just about to a, say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gee, so, it's uh, Arsenal we're back years. To, so we're back yeah, to yeah. Diaby again then, are we? Oh, great. But, um, Who? Diaby. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, this is a point of view that Chris had for a long time. And so have I. And it is, it is true. Is, you know, for a long time... People did talk about the Arsenal defence. But um, do you try playing the Arsenal defence for a long time until we got family were the only defence in the fucking country that were playing without any sort of a defensive midfielder playing their role in the defensive setup in the team? Because who have they got protecting him? No one. Flamini goes out, Arteta comes in. Well, he, he, but he's not a physical presence, is he? No. They are like in a fucking shooting gallery, that poor Arsenal defence, to be honest with you, where Flamini's not there. And they were prior to that. Um, which is why, even though I know very few people agree, I don't think we have any choice. But against Liverpool, with the attack, that with the two centre-forwards in the form that they're in, uh, of which one is a good player and the other is a world-class player, um... We have to, for me, play Vermaelen, defensive midfielder, just because we need some physical presence there. I put a tweet out about that, Warwick, to see if everyone thought, and it was 50-50 on that, whether they okay, thought we'll he move. could do it or not. Okay, well, we'll he, move do it, he did it for Ajax. He did it for about 50 games for Ajax. Well, I think he could, but I don't know if Finger will do it. I think he'll put Monreal there. Really? Well, we'll, okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move well, that's on. what a lot of them were saying as well. Uh, let's move on, because um, <laughs> we're not going to cover the Liverpool game yet. We're going to discuss um, uh, Chelsea. Now, it's nine games since uh, we've... Well, actually, it's nine games we've never beaten Mourinho yet in open competition. I'm going to throw this one to Tom. Why can't Arsenal beat um, Jose Mourinho's Chelsea? I think it, the, the problem we have that was that uh, in Mourinho's previous reign is that um, Chelsea were, unfortunately, so much better than us. To be honest, um, apart from apart from apart from Mourinho's first season, where you know, we were still sort of up there 
um, they've been, you know, a much better team than us in in most of the games that we've played. Had a much bigger team in terms of, I mean, and I literally mean bigger, you know, the size of Drogba, good grief. Um, so, you know, I think that's a problem. And I think now, really, this season is the first time I can genuinely say in the time that Mourinho has been Chelsea manager in the last 10 years, this is the first time I genuinely think we're quite close to them in terms of quality. Um, and last night was obviously a League Cup game, so it wasn't a fair representation of the, the, the teams um, in general. I don't think that you know we can really take much from a Carling Cup game, basically. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I was a little bit at the start of the season. I don't know if anyone remembers before the start of the season when Mourinho came back to Chelsea. He said something about being uh, about looking forward to locking horns with with Wenger again, and I just think it's because he kind of seems to have the better of. Wenger, you know, he seems to, and he quite likes taking. Seems it's like it's almost like he's taking the piss at times, you know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental thing or whether it is just the fact that we we haven't been as good as them. To be completely good, honest, good points there, Tom. Um, Chris, do you think we were hamstringed by putting um, <coughs> Bentner out as a as a striker? Uh, you know what? I, I just want to say that was a, a, a brilliant point there from Tom. I <coughs> something something really annoyed me um, when I saw um, Wenger, Wenger was being interviewed beforehand and they were saying, you know, um, you haven't beaten him in, in eight, eight attempts as a manager. Um, you know, why do you think that is? And this really worried me. You know, he answered, it's not about me versus Mourinho, which is fair. He said, it's all about the players on the pitch. Now, you could have 11 world-class players on the pitch um, play 11 average championship players on the pitch. But if you don't have the right tactics and the right strategy, those 11 players, those 11 class world-class players, are, are, it's just null and void. So it's not about 11 players versus 11 players. It's also about strategy. It's about tactics. And it's about being, you know, if things aren't going your way, You've, you've got to be able to change things as the match goes on. And this is what my point is. And, I, I, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, but I, 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 I tweeted something and it just, it just clicked. Um, we play a 4-2-3-1, right? And in the first 10 minutes of a match, you know, as a fan, it's not working. And, it, and we're in for a tough match because if it's not working in the first 10 minutes, it, it's just not going to work. Now, what Wenger does is he never changes anything at half-time. He doesn't change the formation. And he hardly ever changes the personnel unless it's an injury, right? And obviously then what he does is he, he brings someone on in, what, the 78th minute? Let, that no, it's us, always the 70th minute. 70th minute. That's, that's 20 minutes to, 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 to adapt your game in, into to something different. It, for me, Jose Mourinho has Arsene Wenger's number. He, he just knows how to play against him. It's because he, he knows how to adapt his team. Whereas Wenger just sticks the same team out. And, and, and for, for, for Mourinho, it's just like, this is easy. I know how he's going to play. So I'm going to adapt to my players. And it, he played a 4-2-3-1 against us. But his players were actually, you know, on the left-hand side, you had Bertrand, who hasn't had much first-team football, and, uh, and William. And, and down that side, you know, everyone was having a go at, uh, at Jenkinson. But it wasn't his fault. He was on his own. You know, Rayo was out on that right hand side, gave him no support whatsoever, and then switched was, flanks and was completely useless. We Chris, don't. It was a it was a poor header back to um, 
uh, Fabianski. Now, admittedly, Fabianski should be more in control of his. Um, Jenkins uh, was awful. His, his box. Uh, but that was was an awful thing to do. But also, Jack was awful because Jack was telling him to head the ball back. So but yeah, but that's, not my, that's my point. My point, though, Steve. My point is, jets, can we? we? We can't. We can't pick at the players because no. the tactics was wrong. The tactics, like the tactics, were wrong at uh, at um, uh, Borussia Dortmund. The tactics were wrong. You know, Klopp had Wenger's number. He knows how he's going to play. The tactics were wrong against West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> Even Clark, you know, pe- people shouldn't underestimate him. He's worked with some top top managers. Bobby Robson, you know, I'm not going to say Kenny Dalglish is a top top manager. He's worked with Jose Mourinho before. You know, and you, can, you can say Kenny Dalglish is a top manager if you're saying Bobby Robson is. Uh, oh man, don't diss Bobby Robson. Uh, can I can I just break in here? You know why Bobby Robson never got a full time job on Match of the Days because he could never remember anybody's name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'd always say the number. Oh, number nine played well. Today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he spits well, a lot as well. Compared to most of the people on there at the moment, he'd be absolutely brilliant. Oh, let's not go there about Match of the Day.
And then to bring on, well, are we going to talk about Benton or not? Or do you not want to well, talk about it? Is it worth talking? I mean, all the thing is, look, I, Gareth and I on our podcast both said that he's he's a decent player and he's got it. He's just not. He's just not. How can I put it nicely without swearing? He's just a bit. I, I know, but I'm not used to swearing on a podcast. He's just. A, he's just. Do you know what he is? He's got the ego the size of a small country. He thinks he's better than he is, and he's a bit of a wanker, really, isn't he? And you know what? <laughs> he really is, and he really pisses me off because he could do it this season for us. Put himself in the shop window and get a decent move next year, but he's not. He's not even bothering. He didn't even bother last night. I was. He was a disgrace last night. Strong words. Oh, don't start me off. I'm so angry with him because he's definitely got it, Chris. You know, the goals he scored for Denmark last week. He's got it. He's just, he just won't apply himself. I don't know what his problem is. It's a real shame as well because you look back to the game we played against West Brom in the first in the third round of the cup. He was pretty, he was all right. Yes, he was quite, he was quite decent that day. He wasn't. He didn't. He, you know, he didn't make a huge mark he wasn't brilliant but he did a good job and he worked quite hard but he just, oh god i couldn't the thing is tom i look at it like this right he didn't have much service so go out and get the fucking ball go and do something oh, not having service not having service just isn't an excuse exactly but that's the excuse people were making for him and i said okay then go and get the ball go and do something put yourself about cause some trouble he did nothing well here's here's the point though here's the point though we're playing chelsea in a cup we don't really care about but mm-hmm. our our squad is at half strength, right? Okay, well, sorry, we've got we've got. I think Jack asked me to bring this up. We 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 were full strength, really. We didn't have Ozil and we didn't have Giroud. Now Chelsea, I think they probably made way more changes than, than we did. You have a look at their squad and you have a look at our squad, and I think that that's going to come and bite us in the ass in the league as well because it's, we're going to get a few injuries like we have. Um, and you know everyone was saying, oh, you know, we put out a weakened team, but Chelsea, mate, that was a weakened team as well. But look at their squad; that is, you couldn't even call that a weakened team. No, no. But see, but this is it. Ben, Bentner's our backup. Bentner is our backup. You know, <laughs> if if Giroud's out, we've got this is this is what this is what we have to deal with. And if if someone doesn't come in in January, and we don't we don't do as well as we should do, because I think we're all expecting to finish. In the top three now, I think all all Gooners can actually say that now. We we must finish in the top three now. But if you get below that, it'll be a disaster. And if we don't get a striker and we don't finish in the top three, then it's going to be an absolute shambles. Well, Jack, I mean, uh, following on from your comment, Chris, I mean, yeah, Jack put out uh, a tweet today. Um, it's basically he's put it so we we played played a first uh, virtually a first team last night, uh, but we showed no effort. And we're top of the league, but we played like we're mid-table. Would uh, anybody agree with that? I think it's tough to say, to be honest. I mean, uh, we ended, to be fair, we did end the game with a, with a close to first team, you know, first eleven. We didn't start the game, you know, playing with Bentner and Miachi. You know, that that's not a simulation of what we can expect from the first team. We ended the game, obviously, with Ozil and Giroud on the pitch, and that's a lot different. And, and to be fair, we didn't look a huge amount better when they did come on. Um, but I don't think it's fair to take that that performance and apply it, you know, in general to how we're going to play for the next few weeks. I just think, I just think the problem that we have that we do have is exactly what what 
everyone's just said then is that you know while the signing of Ozil did paper over the cracks in the summer you know if you if you look back before we signed Ozil no one was happy because we were quite obviously didn't have enough squad strength you know we didn't have enough depth in the squad to cope with injuries especially up top um, so although Ozil Brick coming in did make everyone happy and is still make it, making everyone happy by the way I think when it gets down to it if we do, don't strengthen in, in January then we then we will struggle I don't think it's any I don't think the quality of the first team is anything wrong at all to be honest I think it's just a backup that's that's my worry and I, I do think we need to strengthen and we have got the money to strengthen as well let's not forget you know we've still got 40 yeah, million or whatever left over yeah um, probably Probably this time we've got to wait till January for that. And we've well, that's the trouble. Yeah, exactly. And perhaps the most congested way to go before well, the, con- the, the most congested fixture part of the whole part of the season as well is over Christmas. So we're not going to have the chance to strengthen between now and then. So I think if we do, if we do end up losing out on where we should be because we haven't got a strong enough squad, then serious questions need to be asked. But yeah, I don't think we can take too much. I don't think we could be too downhearted after. I think we should just be downhearted about Bentner and Jenkinson, to be honest. And Bentner is, we all know Bentner's not going to make it as a top player anymore. We all know that he's only there because he couldn't get a Denver bar in on loan on the last day. And I think we all know that Jenkinson isn't quite ready yet. So I, I'm not too downhearted, even though if I am disappointed, to be completely well, Can honest. I ask a question, actually? Um, yeah, go on then. Uh, uh, apart from that, we seem to have lost Warwick. But... Have we? Oh, do you want me to get him back in? Yeah. I thought he was Don't being worry, a bit I'm... quiet. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, on, maybe that's because yeah. you were able to say something, Chris, and you hadn't jumped on your maybe, questions. Maybe sulking. Um, <laughs> there you go, I'll get him back in. Um, yeah, my question actually is, um, Tom, Thomas for Marlon back, how do, how do we feel about that? Do, do, do we think that... I think, I think, to be quite honest, and I'm not being horrible, I mean, I know he's been through injuries and everything else, but I think he's done to, uh, to move him on. He's, he's not an Arsenal captain, never has been. Um, in fact, I've I've seen more from Flamini uh, in the last two or three games make, make him the Arsenal captain um, than he has all the way through his entire uh, Arsenal captain career. I don't know whether it's with the captain's curse, which is, uh, is possibly what could be happening. I just think since he's taken on the armband, he's fallen. He's fallen short of what he used to be, and I just—I think he's just lost interest, and he sounds lost interest as well. Perhaps it's just—I don't know. Uh, perhaps it is just a curse, but I just think no, it's, it's time for him to go, and I think January will be a good time to uh, ship him on to somewhere in the um, Italian league. I think I think he'd be more suited to doing that, where they, they do very little but protect each other. What do you think about that, Amanda? What can I say, Steve? You know, we all feel the same. We've got to support him. He's, he puts the top on. We've got to support him. There's no point booing him, is there? I mean, I'd never do that anyway. But, oh, I think he will probably be gone because you look at Koscielny, you look at Mertesacker and they're forming a great pair. Um, but we do need a centre-half. I don't know. I was so upset about Thomas. Thomas was one of my favourite players for a couple of seasons and then he just lost it and I don't know why. I don't know why he lost it. I, I don't understand why he he started to lose his form. He was tremendous for us. He was one of my favourite players. Does anyone know why he lost form? Well, Ken Dover uh, on the um, Tuesday Club said it's down to the fact he's got a squeaky voice and therefore he's not a good captain, not a good, def- good defender. Warwick, you just joined us. What do you think about that? Well, 
With Marlon. Oh. Um, Why did he lose form? Why did he go so bad? Well, first of all, I think like Vermaelen's a little bit like for Tongan in that I wouldn't say he's the greatest defender, but he's good on the ball, looks good on the ball, uh, pops up with goals. Um, so possibly that's an element of it. Um, also, he had a reputation at Ajax of, of being stroppy if things didn't go his way. And you can almost draw a line between when Vermaelen, when Mertesacker first came and um, those couple of games where Vermaelen uh, was pushed out to play fullback, which he's very capable of playing. He played lots of games fullback, played a lot of games for Belgium at fullback. Um, after that, he kind of made it knowing, well, he did make it knowing that he wasn't all that happy playing fullback. And then he just doesn't seem to have played well since then. I think he's thrown a strop. Oh, what, two seasons ago? Or a season ago? Uh, he he had a reputation for being massively stroppy at Ajax if he didn't get his own way. And I think part of it's that. I think he sends out the right messages about being happy to sit on the bench and all that. But um, Yeah, but Warwick, he lost form before he was on the bench. He was Each game he was getting worse and worse. He got pushed to fullback. No, there's more of a correlation between when he got started getting pushed out. He hasn't played well since Mertesacker came. I think he, I think he played. I think he started to play worse before Murtasaka came. That's what I'm saying. What happens? Uh, he had to I cover, think, didn't he? For what was it, left back? But I is our club could, captain? Well, I must admit, I think I might have to agree with Warwick on something. It could be down to attitude. I mean, Tom, what's your what's your feelings on this? I don't really know, to be honest. It's, I don't know when it went. I'll be complete. It's, the, the thing with Arnold is that he was brilliant for a season. Yeah. And, and then and then it's gone. But I re- honestly can't pinpoint the time when it did go all wrong. All I can remember is that like a symbol of how his form dropped over the last sort of couple of years was him passing the ball to Van Persie to score against us last year. That's all I can really see when I think about Marlon now. Uh, I don't know where it went wrong. I, I it's a real shame as well because he really was doing so so well in that first mm. couple of seasons for us. He was a really good defender. You know, he he pop up with a you know a, a, a good few goals every season. He was a commanding centre back. Um, and it's no, I don't, I don't think there's any, it's any coincidence that he was made captain. You know, he's quite obviously quite a good influence in the in the in the changing rooms and. And I think, uh, I, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. I think that maybe the issue is that him and Murtasaka just don't really play well together. Um, but we can't afford to leave Murtasaka out of the team because Vermaelen and Koscielny really just aren't enough of a calm, there's not enough of a calming presence between the two. So he can't get in the first 11 unless there's an injury to either one of Koscielny or Murtasaka. And if you're club captain and you can't get in the first 11, then maybe there's something, something wrong. Uh, but I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily want to see him go in January because I. I think then we'd have to bring in another centre back who's willing to sit on the bench, um, unless we go out and sign obviously one of the world's best centre backs and play him alongside Mertesacker, for example. But I can't see that happening. And we're already a little bit short of centre backs. You know, we've only got Mertesacker, Koscielny, and Vermaelen anyway. And beyond that, we're a little bit short. So I, I wouldn't necessarily like to see him shipped out. But yeah, it's, it's it is disappointing how he's how he's sort of. Dipped in the last couple of years, and I can't really pinpoint where it happened. Can uh, I say? Can I say just one thing about uh, the Jenkinson situation? No, uh, uh, moving on. 
Nico Harris is a much, much, much better player. Steve, you can you not control to... your crew? It's quite and funny. If you, <laughs> and if you don't want to, if you want to talk about proper Arsenal boys, Nico Yanaris has been with him since he was like seven, right? He's a much better player right now than Cole Jenkinson. And it breaks my heart the way he get, he's been pushed out. And um, that pisses me off. Have you, got, have you got the stats to back that up, Warwick? What? How much better that Yanaris is than um, Jenkinson? He's a much better player. I've seen a um, lot of him what, for the on use. What, on what basis? For what I've seen, I would say no. Well, how much have you seen of him? Uh, let's say very little, but I have been to one reserve <laughs> game, and it wasn't—he wasn't exactly that great. Mm, well, I, I don't. When he's with these very few opportunities in the first team, I think most people always all said that he looked really good, and he's a—he's a better player. He's a lot more solid. He's a lot more solid. He's a real top little player, Nico, and um, he's been pushed out for some kid be bought off Charlton, and even Charlton can. They were getting rid of. So, you know. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> well, it's true. You speak to Charlton supporters. They say two things about Carl Jenkinson. Couldn't believe it that Arsenal wanted him, and he was uh, uh, he has and he was a really unpleasant guy to the young players there. Um, as we're coming uh, to the end of this section on what we got, what I class to you, bare bones. How do you feel then? We're going to um, we're we're going to either cope or suffer coming up to um, the January window? Uh, well, Liverpool next. Um, it, it's got to be a win, isn't it? Um, I, I won't, and we're at home as well. Um, and I, I was just thinking this the other day, you know, I was just talking about it earlier that, um, you know, when we come up against the big managers, they tend to adapt their their squad to, to, to shut us out almost. But I don't think Brendan Rodgers has that in his game. I think he's going to come and play us, you know, in, in a proper game of football. Um, and if if he does that, um, I think we'll I think we'll win. So I think we don't have to worry about um, we don't have to worry about Liverpool. I really honestly do think that. I know Amanda was saying earlier that that we could see um, the SAS um, troubling us, but I think we'll be okay at home. Um, we've got who've we got? We've got um, Dortmund away. Which, are we are we got City as well? No, we got United. We got United. United yeah, then, United, then, you know, United yeah. don't scare me. They don't scare me. So, and and this is this is this is me. I'm quite sceptical about Arsenal, but I think with the trouble that we've just gone through, and I think there's been a bit of a backlash with us going out the League Cup, um, and I think we're going to start getting players back. I've got a really funny feeling that we're going to be pretty good in these games coming up. Chelsea is a different story. I don't think we'll get we'll get zero points off Chelsea this season. Home and away. I just, I just think that with their squad and with their manager uh, and the way that he knows, he's tactically, he's, he's got tactical noose. Whereas I think Wenger kind of lacks that versatility tactically. If Plan A doesn't work, which it never does against Chelsea, then then what? There's nothing. And that's what that's what I, I mean. I tweaked this three years ago. This is why I'm so pissed off all the time. Is because when Plan A doesn't work in the first ten minutes. I end up sitting there for 70 minutes just pulling my hair out. You know, that's why I haven't got any hair. And it literally, it's, <laughs> it's, it literally, that's what it is. And I think, I'm man, sure you know I'm it. Your photograph now. I'm surprised you've still got eyebrows. 
No, I'll pull them out, you know. I'll pull them out if I could. But like I say, Chelsea I worry about, and I think that's that's why we're not going to win the league. I think Chelsea will win the league. I know it's a bit early to say that, but I really do. I've I, I predicted Chelsea to win the league. And yes. I, don't, I just don't think, I don't think anyone else um, scares me as much as they do. But Man United don't look great. Um, Liverpool are okay, but they, like us, they haven't really played anyone good, have they? Oh, it annoys well, me, Chris. Stop saying that. You can only yeah. play what's put in front of you. But who has, who has played? Who has played anyone good? Because Chelsea have played City and United this season. This season, who is good? This season, Southampton Ch- are fucking good. No, I, th- I agree with Chris. I, I thought Chelsea would win it. I don't think anyone else is around unless it's us. Depends who he buys in January. But I agree with Chris. I think Chelsea are a little cut above. I'm not worried about City, not worried about United. But um, I think Chelsea. I have to admit, I agree with Warwick. Southampton have played out of their skins. And there's, there's some unusual um, results coming through this season. So I think it will be... Well, A1... Um... Well, you think Southampton can win the league? Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not what he's saying. What we're saying, what we're, what we're saying is that people are saying, oh, they haven't played anyone yet. But usually when you go, you haven't played any decent teams. The number one team you'd be talking about would be Man United. Well, it was shit. Yeah, People yeah, are playing absolute shit. But it won't South- be when they come to South- us. Southampton are playing much better. So it's, it's difficult to say. It's one of those seasons this year where it, where it ain't a case of, you know... Even Man City are really flaky as well, aren't they? So I don't. Th- I think you can get. A, what I'm saying is, I think you can get a, a tougher game at fucking West Brom than maybe you will at playing Man United at home. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I understand yeah. that. That's why it annoys me when people say we haven't played anyone big yet. Because we had to play Swansea away. That that's not easy. Yeah, but but, but this is the problem though. The problem is that we statistically against the big four teams are absolute toilet. That's what I'm saying. When we when we come up against these, it's not the little ones that we struggle against anymore. It's the big ones that we can't get points off. And mm-hmm. this is this is going to be the thing when we're we're going into this title challenge. If we lose to Chelsea at home, we lose to Chelsea away. And this is why I mean I don't give a shit about the the the, the, the cup that we just went out of. I think more it's a more of a mentality thing. If we can get one over Chelsea, albeit in a cup that we don't give a shit about, but we lost two 0 at home. You know that that's just not good enough. I'm sorry. I, I know it's a cup that we don't care about, but if it was like a, a, a really, you know, dig in, kick in, you know, two-one defeat, that's fine. But we lost two-nil at home. We didn't score a goal. And we conceded but, two goals. Chris, what I would say about that Carling Cup game is that um, there's a couple of things, and it's usually not like me to sort of, you know, to necessarily look at it positively if that is how you're looking at it. But there's a couple of issues about that that game. First of all, people. Are saying oh they didn't play their first team. Well, Chelsea don't have a first team. They have two very good teams, don't they? Basically, so well, you can't really say you can't really three. say oh, they don't. huh? You can't I really say, say they... I would say three Warwick. Three, yeah. So you, it's not like oh they were playing their reserves or anything at all. And certainly, if you look at them this season, Mourinho certainly doesn't appear to know his best team anyway. So. That's one. Second thing is, I, I have heard a lot of people saying that um, the team that played Chelsea, you know, Erzlin Giroud coming off the bench because you can't fucking include that because the game's been set by them by the time Wenger makes a substitution. But the Arsenal team that played, I know, I've, I've heard people saying it's, it was basically our first choice team. No, it wasn't. 
What's our first choice team? Certainly Chesney, he didn't play. Certainly Senya, he didn't play. Certainly Mertesacker, he didn't play. Certainly Gibbs, he didn't play. Certainly Flamini, he didn't play. Ozil didn't play. Came off the bench late. Uh, Walcott's injured. Giroud didn't start the game. He came off, came off the bench. So I don't know. I'm all for saying it was a shit performance because it was all that. But let's not fucking talk bollocks. <laughs> I'm I'm positive this year. I'm doing my best, but um, yeah, I think I think I think we've got enough in that squad to to, to you know make our mark this year. Um, whether it be in the FA Cup or the Premier League or the Champions League, it's not going to be in the League Cup now. But yeah, I think we've got enough. Um, so I mean, obviously, it's 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 still very early on in the season, and I can't, I can't you know. I can't disagree. I don't think it's fair to say we haven't played anyone good because obviously we've played Napoli in the Champions League, who are a top, top European side, and we've played, you know, Spurs, who, let's face it, you know, I don't like saying it, but they're a, they're a good Premier League side, and you know we've played teams like Swansea away as well, so we've played some difficult games, um, but it is fair to say that maybe we haven't come across like the, the best two teams in the league, who are possibly Chelsea and Man City yet, and we haven't played Liverpool yet. We're playing this weekend, so it's difficult to say. But I, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say we can we can look forward to the rest of the season. I'm I'm just going to say that now. Uh, if I'm wrong, then don't blame me. But yeah, well, we're going to we're going to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think, I think we're going to see what we. What we've done the last two seasons, I think we're going to have an excellent second half of the season. So if we can just stay in contact, I think we're not in bad shape because I'm I'm sure some business will be done in January. Plus, we'll have those key players will be back by then. Uh, and um, actually, Warwick, you brought up a good point. Um, you were saying you probably saw more of this than I did. Um, mm. Podolski and apparently Podolski and Ozil have a really good understanding on the pitch, don't they? Oh, fantastic! Fucking fantastic! If you watch their games for Germany, it, it's amazing. It get Podolski back in that team as well, um, and 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 he'll probably have to come off the bench at the moment because probably if you look at our first eleven, if everyone's fit. Um, you know, and I love Podolski, but you know you've got to play according to form, haven't you? He's got to work his way back into that team. But them two together are almost telepathic and have been for a very long time. So that's really exciting. I mean, like, you know, when people were like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Casado and Özil together," I'm waiting for Özil Podolski. That's what I'm looking for. I'm waiting for Özil and Walcott. Özil and Walcott. Well, again, because what is the what is the problem that so many people sometimes have? often do Arsenal is they make that bad decision on midfield of passing it to Theo's feet now you don't pass it to the feet of someone that can do the 100 metres in 10.7 seconds do you you know no, you pass absolutely. it in front of him you pass it in front of him and that's what Ozil was very good at doing um, so believe you me this team will get better and better this is probably the least well we will play all season right now because we've got bad injuries we've got the fact that you know, you, there's been a lot of early season internationals. They've had a lot of games. Um, I think this is probably the worst we'll be. On a Liverpool game, if you're looking at that one particular game, I personally haven't said that. I'm not sure we can win that game without Flamini playing, unless he plays other Marlin in there because of his physical presence. I'm just worried about that. That's the only thing I'm bothered about there. But the season as a whole, I actually think that if we can say only be four or five points off the top, come the end of the year, something like that, then I think we've got a great chance, actually. 
just a point well, actually that you just said there well, is right. is um is we were talking about backups to to Giro if if he's out now if um if Podolski comes back do you think you'll see him in a striker capacity especially if he gets he's got a good understanding with Ozil because we could have because all around on that left hand side we could have Ozil yeah. in a cam like Walcott on the right hand side and we could have Podolski up front. Um, we had a row about this last week where I said Podolski should come back as a striker. So we had a bit of a row. So that my opinion is, yes, he should be used as a striker. Go on, Warwick. Well, you got, the thing is, is that um, Podolski has spent most of his career as a striker. It's just that for Germany, he tends to play that that sort of... Um, that Well, but actually not dissimilar to the way that Arsenal play. He plays that kind of... Uh, sort of a advanced left-sided forward kind of position, you know. Um, but, you know, for Cologne, I mean, the season before we bought um, Podolski, uh, you know, he was third top scorer in the Bundesliga, wasn't he? He got 24 goals in the season, playing as an out-and-out striker. So when we get Podolski back, not only is he just a top-class player to have back, but absolutely he solves the striker issue because you've got a top-class striker to bring on. Okay, I'm going to ask this question to Amanda. Um, obviously, I'd ask it to Warwick, but um, he answered <laughs> everybody else's questions anyway. So, uh, and in fact, uh, apparently, I've just just been um, uh, emailed his new contract for match of the day. But we'll go on to that later. Amanda, how do you feel about our about striking time. options? <laughs> about time, yeah. Amanda, how do you feel about our striking options? I, I know, I, unbelievably so. But I've just been nodding at everything Warwick has said. Um, the only thing is, is that Naturally. we're all a s- shut up. The only thing is, <laughs> assuming everyone is fit, you're talking about. You're talking about waiting for all these players to come back. You know, yeah, well, we could get injuries I've... in different departments. And uh, Podolski up front, absolutely one million percent. Can't wait for him to come back. I don't think he'll even have to work himself back in the team. I think he's. I think the spine will be German with Mertesacker, Sakharozil and him. Uh, I can't wait for him to be back. Can't wait for Theo to be back. Like Tom said, Theo and Ozil together as well. Oh, you know, we've all been waiting for Santi. He hasn't been brilliant, but he's not match fit yet, is he? Um, I'll, I'll never criticise Santi. But I, I still feel we just lie a little bit up front. I think I'd like him to go and spend the 40 million. I think I'd like him to buy a centre half. But we are a little bit bare bones, but I do agree with Warwick. I can't see us winning on Saturday, and I haven't said that all season, without Flamini. I, I think it's... I'm devastated. I'd rather have anyone else off the pitch but him. Um, yeah. Nah, it's a problem for me, Saturday, because the, it puts pressure on us because the other results are. The crowd will be on them, you know, and I tried to tweet this before about maybe we could just support them a little bit. Um, even if we go 1-0 down, we've got to, you know, still support them. We can be the 12th man. We'll talk about the atmosphere, I'm sure, but I can't wait for Dulcie to come back. I can't yeah. wait. I totally agree with you, Amanda, and I must admit, a fair play to the uh, um, the BSM for trying to create some atmosphere at the uh, Chelsea game last night. And uh, something happened, if, didn't it, to one of them last night? Yeah, if uh, anybody mm. wants to read uh, on uh, uh, She War, been, uh, and I've been re- retweeting it today, just to see what was happening on the, on the atmosphere side, which I was appalling. Anyway, moving on then. Tom, uh, comments on this. What do you think, mate? Uh, oh, I don't really know. I honestly don't. I mean, it's, it's 
really difficult to, to, to see what we're going to... I totally agree, by the way, with Amanda and Warwick as well. We are going to miss Flamini massively on, on Saturday. It's uh, a huge loss um, because, as you say, we're just... We just haven't really got anyone else who can play that role. You know, Arteta does his best and he puts in a good shift. And I like Arteta. You know, I really do. He's a good player. But, um, uh, you know, he can't really work. He can't really do the same sort of work as Flamini can in terms of the physicality and, and, and mental um, side of the game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to, to say at the moment. Um, yeah, I honestly, honestly can't really say anything else than that. It's 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 hard to talk about Arsenal though because we are stuck in a little bit of a, we're stuck in the middle. To be honest, we're stuck in the middle of being really optimistic, which I, I love to be optimistic. It doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's fantastic, right? We're stuck in the middle of being optimistic, which we should be after the start of the season, um, but also the fear of it all suddenly collapsing completely, um, which one loss. One devastating loss. I mean, if we lost Liverpool on Saturday, you'd see it being that sort of collapsing, yeah. you know, <laughs> loss that we that could end the season, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, we need we need to not lose against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. we need to not lose. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd take it, a draw now. I would. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a win or nothing, mate. It's a win or nothing. No, it's not. Yeah, because that's what happens today. It's Dortmund, Chris, and it's not a win or nothing. A draw is fine. A draw at uh, home against Liverpool. Uh, who uh, are at this stage, in at this form, stage, Chris? At this stage, and we are losing. We've lost. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are you serious? They're just as zigzag as us, mate. They're just as zigzag as us. The, the difference is we've been playing uh, Champions League football, and they ain't. What's that got to do with anything? Well, uh, we're do- playing top calibre teams, yeah, and we've, we've just pl- and we've just we've just played Chelsea in the cup. I'll take a draw now, Chris. Trust me. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they've got they've got Suarez who's just come back. All right, yeah, he's 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 played well with the team. But they the guy that that creates all their uh, chances, Coutinho's out, isn't he? So I mean, it's not it, like who who've they got in midfield? Oh, great. I agree. I don't. I don't really there you go. You, you just went quiet. Who, look <laughs> at our midfield. Even though we've got people out. Look at their midfield, and we're at home. Sorry, mate, that's, that's got to be three points. But Chris, three, points. three games we have not played well, and now we're coming up against Liverpool. Okay, can I just ask a question, Chris? Why did you tweet me, David Moyes? Will you explain? Well, what happens is we, I, Jack and I, usually do this thing when when uh, Warwick goes on the waffle fest. We both mm-hmm. go on to Twitter and talk to each other. But why would you send me? I still answer my David Moyes. Just that's to, why I just tweeted to, just you. Just to do your head in. Uh, I enjoy doing your head in. Oh, so I just sent you a picture of David Moyes. Yeah, I know, and I said the relevance. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, stop, stop sending him pi- uh, pictures of Peter Maronella. That'll really freak him out. <laughs> I don't even. I haven't got anyone out of him. I've got some pictures I could send him that will freak him out. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't want to go down that route. That, anyway. <laughs> not know that picture of David Moyes had been photoshopped. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Warwick, he sends it to me during your rant, right, or one of your many rants, and I'm like, okay, Please what's the, one of your rants? What's my the rant? God, Tom. if you came on my our podcast, Warwick, oh my God, I don't know, you'd be quiet. Tom, you will never come on the podcast again with us, will you now? I think this? Tom's gone about an hour ago. I'll be, I'll be honest, I've had more fun here than I have ever had recording podcasts before because <laughs> I, can, I can swear, so that's fine. Yes. Tom, what's your podcast called? 
It's called Soccer FM. We try not to swear, but it fails. Um, it's rubbish, though. It's crap. It, it's just got we record in a professional studio, so it all sounds great, but in reality, it's rubbish. But it's fun. Who cares? It's about time you, you invite us up, Tom, and we'll all be there, mate. Why not? I'll get you on the phone. Yeah, exactly. As in Soccer FM, as in the Sky Soccer FM. Not that. Soccer AM, AM, isn't it? We we basically ripped (laughs) off the name. (laughs) (laughs) Bedtime for Amanda, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, yeah, by the way, we've got a very special guest next week. Can I have sex with Helen Chamberlain? Because I've always had things. She's married. She's married now. (laughs) Yeah, she's. Probably not in the studio, Warren. She's married. She's not dead. <laughs> Mind Gareth, you, a lot of time with Ed, she, she does Gareth, look fit. I'll tell you. Gareth Bale has scored uh, twice for Real Madrid tonight. Your Tottenham joke. winning. Our Tottenham winning. No, no they're, they're drawing. drawing one ball. But I, I don't know anybody else things, but I want Gareth Bale to really do well at Madrid just to sort of fuck off Spurs. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Just does make... anyone know what the song is that the, the fans sing the beginning part? When they go, well, you sold Gareth Bale and we've got Mezzi Ozil, Mezzi Ozil. Because I tell you, it took me about an hour to work. I couldn't work it out on Saturday. Does anyone know? No. no. Not a clue, mate. Not a clue. However, um, I did hear the song they were singing last night, which is Fuck Off Moyes, uh, Finger Touch Little Boys. We've got Jose, Jose, Jose after the Slade song. Over and over again. Over, over and, and over, over, over again. Fucking boring, yes. mate. They are hey. such. Do you know what? They're fucking scum, and I fucking hate them. <laughs> I just, what, no, I'll say. The you know, thing about that Carling Cup game, and I was, I was actually going to, I was going to say this, but uh, the thing is, I, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, I haven't given a shit. Nor have I been to a League Cup game since the mid nineties, I think, maybe late nineties. Um, it doesn't interest me at all. You know, the fact that we're out of it doesn't bother me in the slightest. And even the fact that it's Chelsea doesn't, because it, as I've said, it actually wasn't, contrary to popular belief, our best team that we played. Um, even though I've seen that quite quite a few games um, since the result. But if you were at that game, I could see what you were fucked off. But it's nothing worse than being in front of a load of Chelsea when you've been beat. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You know what amazes yeah. me though is how many fans said, "Why are there nine thousand there?" Because it's fifteen percent capacity. How do people not know these things? Yeah. They went on and on and on about slagging off Arsenal for selling the tickets to them because they have to. Well, that's the way it goes. People don't understand so, that shit. Anyway, well, um, guys, can I finish? Because I don't want to do any more editing. So I'll just finish it. Finish this up, uh, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. That's no problem. I can do some editing for you, and then you can edit on top of my editing. Excellent, Warwick. Thanks uh, for being then here. I'll edit on top of your editing and your editing. And Excellent, we can send Tom. it to Amanda, and she can do some editing as well. Yeah. I don't do editing. Gareth does ours. Steve, I mean, can you say goodnight to me again? Because I I didn't hear you last time. Uh, hang on a minute, Tom. Uh, are you going to um, say goodnight and edit as well? I love editing. I do every day, so I can happily help you out with that. One. Yeah, sure. Excellent. Why not? And finally, Amanda, you have a job to do. Mm. Uh, we. We have we have a phrase where we say goodbye on our podcast. Okay, I'm honoured to say: be calm, be safe, and be arsenal. Thank you very much. Good night, and thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>